on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Be a cut above the rest. Slice and dice engagement data with new segmentation options on LinkedIn. We're really stretching the short in short form. Meta announces that reels can now be 90 seconds in length. Press releases are barred. Google massively flubs yet another search announcement. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. Is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shop. I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Greg Finn. And it's officially marketing o'clock. Here on March 10th, 2023. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another fabulous episode. Made more fabulous because we're joined by Nicole again today. How are you? I'm doing great. I just returned from Amsterdam and it was sunny almost every day, surprisingly. And the sun followed me here to Buffalo, so mood, moods are up. And it's so nice. Yeah. You had so, a nice trip? I did. How was New Amsterdam? <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> That's the vodka, which I'm sure you had a bit of over there. Yes. But they, they drink um, gin. Genevieve? It's like a it's like a version of their gin. It was pretty good. I wouldn't know. I'm jealous of all your travels though, and that you saw the sun because I was just miserable all week last week. Uh-huh. It was not here. Do you recommend Amsterdam? I do. Okay. It was it was a lovely place. S- yeah. Scale of one to ten, what do you give Amsterdam? No, we have listeners listening right now. What's a ten? A ten, the best. Rochester, New York. This is the coal scale. I don't know. A ten. What do you give Amsterdam? Um, I'd say. An 8.5. Wow. Maybe nope. an I also never know how to trust her travel recommendations because she's just not food motivated. And that's I like ate all a I ton care of good about. food. Okay, I can't wait to hear about it. Best, <laughs> Amst- wrong, best Amsterdam Prove food. Me wrong. Um, we went to this restaurant. I don't know. I don't know the name. But it is centered around a record every night. So it's like the menu and then you have a vinyl record. Wow. Even playing. this, there's not a single description of what the food was. <laughs> Speaking of miserable, I said that a long time ago, but I'm still going to use the segue. I, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I try to watch the Oscar-nominated movies every year for Best Picture. I've been on this journey for maybe like five or six years, and it's just getting really tough. And this year, I mean... Most of them are streaming, so that makes it a little bit easier. I had to leave my home to watch Avatar for three hours, whatever. It was pretty good. There is a film called Triangle of Sadness, and the makers of this movie need to be so ashamed of themselves for how disgusting it is. Oh, this sounds good. Tell us more. seasickness mixed with food poisoning on a boat with all of these rich people I can't get the image out of my head just sliding around the floor in their own filth. I listened to another podcast and the hosts were like, do not listen, do not watch this movie, like listen to us, take our advice. And I didn't listen to them. And I just want someone to listen to me. Do not watch this movie. I will absolutely watch the movie. And my recommendation to you, did Babylon get... No, you keep bringing up Babylon. I I don't even know what it is. I think you'd like it. I think you'd like a few scenes in there. I'll give it a try. But I feel like you would just want me to watch something terrible. (laughs) You look suspicious. This movie was so nasty. Like, I don't know how this is considered art. I don't know how it was nominated for Best Picture. There is literally a 30-minute scene of group diarrhea and food poisoning. It It sounds kind of good. No! sounds kind of good. And the worst part is I paid like $2.99 for it and then it was on Hulu the next week. Oh, okay. I'll check well, it out. Well, if it's on Hulu, yeah, I'll watch it I'll too. report back. Don't watch. Greg. First off, <laughs> thank you for everyone for supporting my health habits. Nobody supported I supported it. Zins, 
before a show for your first Zen ever, not a good idea. Not a, that was a bad start. Bad start. But it, I think there is some, some value there. So we're going to do a little, little science on that. Um, second off, I am a U9 girl soccer coach. No big deal. And I had to go to training. I have so much training that I got to go to this thing. I got to do safe sport. I got to go to the club meetings. I got to go to the district meetings. And I'm like, you know, I just wanted my daughter to play soccer. I had no idea about this stuff. And I'm at the district meeting. And these are U9 girls. It's non-competitive. You don't even put the score in. I mean, it's competitive. I always ask about the score. And one last scrimmage we had, they're like, what's the score? I'm like, five to one, but we don't keep score. <laughs> I'm like, whoops. Anyway, apparently last year, there was a parent that fought and beat up a 14-year-old referee. Do not cross the bat, dad. And it caused a $1,500 fine, and they got removed and kicked out of that. And it goes on the coach. I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for people beating up or fighting a 14 That happened in your league? In a U9 league, U9 or U10. The parents should have to do the training. I don't I don't know what is going on. I had no idea there was this much psychosis oh my around youth sports. Well, give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that dad, like, took his first sin before the game. I'm the best around! <laughs> Maybe. He'd probably be a little more relaxed, though, to be honest. Well, I hope your training goes well and you have a great season. They moved us up to D1. I'm like, I'm a first-year coach. We got all these first-year players. We need to be in D2. There's a D1. Yeah, I got to play against these elite teams. I got to play against elite teams in the area. You better start keeping score. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Okay, and let's get into the news this week. We have everyone's favorite type of news, some Reels updates from Meta, brought to you by Andrew Hutchinson for social media today. So, first of all, reels can be up to 90 seconds now. They used to be one minute. And if you are like me and are having trouble keeping up with this so-called short-form video and the length of everything, now you've got TikToks that can be up to 10 minutes. Shorts are still one minute, 60 seconds, and reels are 90. Unless Neil Mohan makes it, then you get 61 seconds. (laughs) But I thought Instagram reels could be longer. I think they're the same for oh, Meta. I don't know. I don't watch them. It's all Meta. Oh, okay. Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, right? Uh, whatever. It said Facebook. Can we also? Headline. Isn't all just video now? Didn't they turn everything into a reel? Yeah, basically. Okay. But then there's stories too. Those are different. Well, how do? You, so then, what's the difference between a reel that you see on your Instagram and a video on your Instagram? I don't think you can do videos anymore. Jess Bud told me she posted a reel, and she said she was forced to. These people have no idea what, what, what is happening. She is our social news source. <laughs> I'm only reporting on this because she's not here this week. So anyway, different lengths for all the platforms. It's so frustrating for social media managers. I just can't imagine. Tables just keeps it simple and makes all of our clips 60 seconds. Second part of this announcement, Meta is also integrating memories into the mix. This new option is to share a reel from your memories, and it's like a prompt. Have you seen this? Oh, you're off Instagram. Yeah. Are you still off off social media in, in Amsterdam? Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was. That's wow. a commitment. I know. I did turn my phone back on to color, though, because it was a little hard to read the maps. Wait, you didn't tell me you're turning your phone to black and white. Yeah, it was like that for a while. Now it's back. Is that supposed to help you with something? Yeah, it makes your phone less addicting. (laughs) Wow. You're really making some changes. So these memories, I've seen them in my stories. I'm watching people's stories, and it's actually really creepy. All of a sudden, I'm just going through, like, whoever's story. There's an ad there, and then there's just, like, a picture of my daughter from a year ago, and it, like, makes me think that they posted it today. on someone else's story, but it's not. It's just telling me that I should repost it. I feel like they're kind of leaning into the mom thing for that reason because, like, moms are big on sharing memories and that's all that they have on Facebook and Instagram anymore. Um, But memories kind of ruined Instagram for me for a little bit because I just used to be such a freak and I just don't want to see the weird things I was doing in high school. So I hope this isn't equally triggering for me, but I had to delete Time Hop. Wow. Did a lot of, like, Weird dinners at Chili's. So question, if you buy, instead of a spearmint Zen, you buy a Chill Zen that's a gray, a gray can, do you think it's less addictive? 
No, probably what not. color? What color is? Oh, green. You're saying that yeah. it would the experiment would be green. Less fun, but maybe... definitely nicotine is nicotine. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. was That's made true. to be addictive, and ha- this podcast does not support it. Hashtag health. <laughs> uh, third part: Meta is adding grooves, which will automatically align your video with the best with the beat of the music you choose. I take major umbrage with this. Like, if you can't keep the beat why is a, pl- a platform doing it for you if you can't dance don't dance number four meta <laughs> is expanding its reels templates option to facebook which makes it easier to replicate trending video styles and formats probably trends that started on tiktok because that's all that reels is mm-hmm. so they're still doubling tripling quadrupling down on reels reels are here to stay on both facebook and instagram so time to give them a second look i guess nicole what else is happening All right, so LinkedIn has new updates for their company engagement report. Um, This report is available in the matched audience section of the LinkedIn ads campaign manager, and it shows you how many people from each company are engaging with your content. So this first new feature is company segmentation, which allows you to filter the report to create a dynamic or static company list um, and use them in your campaigns and target people people who work at those companies. So it looks like you can filter by how engaged those people at those companies are. And it's a cool way to potentially target people at different funnel stages or re-engage people who maybe have low engagement with your content. And then the second feature is the ability to download the company engagement report, which I'm really excited about because I was popping in there when this first came out and was shocked that you couldn't even export into a CSV file. But the company engagement report is still like the people at the company, right? Yeah. That's really nice. So it would say that I'm not engaged at all. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you're still pending my uh, friend request or oh, no. connection request wow. on LinkedIn. So. Nicole, is that wow. true? We have to th- I'll have to fact check, but I remember looking and being like, Chef never, then I don't, I don't know what I'm doing then. Once her social media hiatus (laughs) is over, she will let you know. I leave all my messages unopened, but I didn't mean to leave you pending. Oh my gosh. Do do we need to switch seats? Do you want me to go in the middle? Get a little distance from her? (laughs) I'm trying to connect. Nicole, I would be honored to connect. It's clear she doesn't want that. It would be my real clear. Okay, whatever. What is your news, Greg? (laughs) Oh, this is clear as well. Literally in the title from Danny Goodwin, it says, Google wants to be clear. Barbed is separate from search, yet it has become synonymous with generative AI features coming soon to search. This is classic Google here. And Danny Goodwin has a great little paragraph here that says, Why we care. Following a rushed introduction of Bard, There has been a confusion within the search industry. Google is to blame for much of that confusion for the way it introduced BARD at the same time it teased AI-powered features coming soon to search. If you recall the announcement, it got some space answers wrong. Mm -hmm. Google did. And when I mean it, there was an example of what looked like results from a, a search query. And it was announced with this barred AI announcement. So I'm going to keep, and there's a a graphic you can see if you want. So I'm going to keep going here. Google goes on to say, barred is separate from search. So talking about the search screenshots in the context of barred isn't accurate. Barred is one thing, then generative AI features in search are separate. They did that. Barred is a standalone experience, not in search. Then why did they announce it that way? And I would like to give you some credit because even when that news came out, you were talking about passages. There is not a worse company (laughs) at product launches in the history of the (laughs) world than Google. This is literally the second time they announced a new feature that was search adjacent that not only was displayed inaccurately, but had incorrect information. The one that I talked about before is how you can see double pane glass. Nobody even caught on to the fact that it was wrong besides us. And they said, this is a passage. <laughs> you're talking about Bard and how it's going to answer all these questions. And you're literally showing it on the phone. And now you're saying, oh, it's not actually search. Why do you think it's search? I'll tell you why I think it was search. 
Because you showed me a picture of search results on a phone. I am in such disbelief. It is incredible. Like we are in a simulation. It (laughs) is mind-blowing. This is the biggest company or the top two biggest companies in the world. And this went live to everybody. Unbelievable. Wow. So apparently even Googlers who have been testing to improve BARD are also still unclear about the difference between search and BARD. So apparently even Googlers who have been testing and improving BARD are unclear about the difference between search and BARD. Frankly, I am too. It just seems like BARD is the model and they're going to somehow try to bring AI to search. The moral of the story is Bing is way, yeah, mm-hmm. way ahead of Google on this. I've got, again, like I talked about last week, I can use chat in search right from my desktop. Nobody at Google even understands what Bard in AI search is. It is incredible. It seems like I really believe they just got a tip that Bing was announcing that the next day. And had Bard write an article for them so they could beat him to the punch. I'm looking at the screenshot from the announcement. <laughs> How in the world? What, I, I want. I want someone. I want to give somebody truth serum. Sit them down in a chair and say, "What am I looking at?" It's probably AI generated. Mm-hmm. This is this is a Google a Google launch, and they they Googled it up right on right on cue. That was news to me. That just blew my mind. <laughs> More mind-blowing news here. Google is expanding local service ads to more than 70 new types of businesses. So full disclosure, none of us here have a ton of experience with LSAs, but we watch people talking about them in the paid channel and Discord. You can join us at community.marketingoclock.com. And there's just so much to these. I'm fascinated. I'd love to learn more. But it seems awesome that they're expanding it to more businesses. So previously... You could only use them for home services, and there's a really long list of home services. Professional services, which included finance, real estate, and law. We've all seen those lawyers in the SERPs and their ties, nice headshots. And now they're expanding it to the new vertical, so education. So like beauty school, driving school, preschool tutoring. There's a longer list of like 10, it looks like. Then people care, and the two options here are child care and funeral home, which it is people care, but I just wish there was like another category to put it under. Those shouldn't be lumped together. We have have people care for the the really new ones Mm -hmm. and the ones that aren't really people anymore. (laughs) It's sad. Um, Actually, oddly enough, I just toured a new daycare that was... It like seemed like a lovely place, and I'm not from Buffalo, and we live here now. My husband is, and he told me after the tour that it used to be a funeral home, <laughs> and I didn't know what to think. It was a lovely place, though. Cradle to casket. <laughs> Seriously. Um, then pet care, so pet adoption, animal shelter, etc., pet training, um, wellness, acupuncturist, personal trainer, yoga studio, weight loss center, and then health care, and the only option there right now is dental. So this is available to a lot more people. I can't believe it takes them this long. You'd think they'd just add more every day so they could make more money. But I'm happy that it's open to more people now. And then this article also talks about the booking feature, which is not new. But just to clarify, it's only for home, legal, and real estate service businesses. That is not rolling out to everyone at this time. But good news for anyone in the local space. More LSA options for them. All right, and lastly, some breaking news here, at least today on Wednesday when we record. There was a post from Danny Sullivan, the search liaison at Google on his at search liaison Twitter handle, and it says, last year we updated our mobile search results to help you more easily identify websites listed in search results and ads. Now this updated design is rolling out globally on desktop. So when you do a search now on Google and you're on desktop, you will start to see more of the favicons, company names, things like that. Um, so look for that. And then additionally, Ginny Marvin on her at ads liaison Twitter handle says, for advertisers, business names and logos is still a beta, but we are continuing to make more advertisers eligible over time. So what this will likely do, again, I'm, 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 my Finster Nautilus is pretty on point here. What we'll see, the ads will look eerily similar to the organic results. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll start to see, like, it looks like that on mobile now. We'll see more of that on desktop. It is a very, it, it's nice because you can see that if you see a brand that you know, it'll stand out more. But generally Probably speaking, there's a little bit more, I guess, visual appeal to a logo than a little word that says sponsored or ad. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from Mike Taylor, hammer underscore MT on Twitter. And this is a Nick Offerman, I'd imagine, is probably from Community. I didn't watch Community. Right, he's on Community? He's Parks and Rec. Oh, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. I don't watch those shows. Anyway, the name of this meme that, that Mike has ahead of time says, when the Google rep reaches out to quote unquote help. So the Lowe's rep is saying, hey there, is there a project you're working on? And Nick Offerman stares him right back in the face and just says, I know more than you. That is so accurate. Love I've it. seen that meme before and I've never thought of that application. Perfect. Bravo. Even Ben Kruger gave it a little ha 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 and he is one of those very uh, active on twitter google reps out there so all in good fun great job mike now it's time for this week's i see why am i i see why am i people this is something you just might not have seen maybe something that you overlooked but you shouldn't have i see why am i people tim jensen tweeted from his at timothy j jensen twitter account this week He shared a screenshot of a notification warning that I think we've all seen in our Google Ads accounts that says, your campaign is using smart bidding. Upgrade your keywords to broad match to get more conversions at a similar or better ROI. And then the options underneath are to ignore, show the rule, or show violations. And Tim says, wording choices matter. It's not just switch your keywords to broad match. It's upgrade. There's a couple of problems with this. First of all, more than a couple. Yeah. I've noticed the upgrade thing a lot and I've been annoyed, but I didn't think about those options underneath. So Gil Gildner replied and said, also the term violations makes it seem really, really terrible that you haven't upgraded. In my mind, a violation means something worthy of a possible account suspension. I'm not sure it has the same cachet as non-Google ads folks. Yeah, it look, mm-hmm. the, the way this is, it looks like an error. It does. And when you have clients that are going to pop into the account and see what's going on and you have this thing that looks like you have something wrong with an exclamation point and it says violation and upgrade and rule, that's not good. So, so to Tim's point, upgrade is taking something and enhancing something. Usually, at least in my, de- I'd have to look at Merriam-Webster and see what they have to say, but it's not a completely different change mm-hmm. to something. It's usually like you enhance and you build upon something. Like broad match, Beyonce song. Yeah, you know, let, let me upgrade Switch you from that tie, commercial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so it's like an upgrade, a hundred percent. The other thing, like it's it's that's a bad choice of words. The other thing is that. This is making this seem like a statement of fact. It says, upgrade your keywords to broad match to get more conversions at a similar or better ROI. Like, there's no chance that it can't. Mm -hmm. It's saying a sentence of fact here. It's saying, your campaign is using smart bidding, period. Upgrade your keywords to broad match to get more conversions at a similar or better ROI. Period. Have you seen broad match work worse? Yes. Not How, every time, but I not have. Not every time. But not every time does it work yeah. better. You can't just say if you have smart bidding turned on that broad match is always going to have better mm-hmm. performance. It's just not true. Especially if you're not in there negating things or if you've got really, really like like very simplistic terms in there. Like if you've got something really dialed in like B2B SaaS or something like that, it, it you know, it's probably going to stick pretty close to it. But yeah, this is very problematic. Mm-hmm. I really hate it. Where choices do matter. Thank so you, Tim. Be careful and let your clients know yeah. that they shouldn't do anything. They shouldn't worry. There's no violation. There is literally no upgrade and they can't promise you that. 
I don't know how this how I don't know how this is real. I don't. They've been saying upgrade to Brad Match for a long time too. I've never seen it say add a similar or better. I, I've seen it could be. I've never seen them say upgrade this to get similar or better, period. They do whatever they want. Period. Right on there. And then when you do it, it's not gonna have a similar up yeah. ROI. It's, could be worse, could be better. Test it out yourself. And then when you try to like find someone to complain to or like chat, nobody's going to be there to answer the phone. So No, they're going to be swimming in gold doubloons. Good luck. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. This week's episode of Marketing O'Clock is brought to you by Wix's Serps Up podcast. Because we know how hard it is to find good SEO info. There is so much noise out there and Crystal and Morty from Wix are here to cut through all of that noise to discuss hot SEO topics and the latest industry developments. They release new episodes every Wednesday and each episode covers a different topic. And this week is a little less technical, but still really fun. They're talking about the biz and how agencies can keep their SEO clients happy. This is a must listen for anyone at an SEO agency. And we know you'll get hooked on the show just like we did because they're here to share a lot of great insights. And maybe more importantly, it's a really, really fun show. They have great rapport. They're fun. They're funny. You got to check it out. Tune into the show on the Wix SEO Learning Hub at wix.com slash SEO slash learn slash podcast. Or you can just search for Serps Up wherever you're listening to this show after you've finished our show. Um, also, be sure to check out the Wix SEO Learning Hub in general. They have a ton of great resources. You can find that at wix.com slash SEO slash learn. They're evergreen. Mm-hmm. This one is about proving your value of SEO and how to deal with that and retain your clients this week. That's just an awesome one. Anytime you're like, hey, I'm having trouble. I'm going to do this. We talked before about migrations. These are evergreen. Go check it out. Don't miss it. First up and paid. This is kind of a big one. There's a lot to unpack here. Barry Schwartz has a write-up on a pretty major test happening to the design in Google ads to the interface for advertisers. So Google says they are quote, testing new designs to improve how the product is organized and make things easier to find while continuing to provide the same tools and solutions you reply on to grow your business. That's their official statement. This experiment will initially roll out to a small number of accounts. So we don't know if everything in here is going to stay or if they're going to tweak it. But if you're seeing it in your account right now, you're part of the test. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around this if you're not looking at a screenshot. So we'll have one up on the screen. We'll also have it in our newsletter, marketingclock.com slash newsletter if you're not watching on YouTube or on Spotify. So starting at the top menu, the items, the options are now appearance, refresh, help, and notifications. So there's no tools and settings or reports up there. And I guess those are all gonna be part of the left-hand nav now. I don't mind this at all because I think those items are kind of important and kind of hidden at the top right now. Um, like I remember losing Google, learning Google Ads for the first time and not always knowing where those things are. And they are kind of things that you use every day, mm-hmm. um, like some of your account level settings, reports. So I think it'll be nice to have them on the left-hand side where you're kind of doing all your work already. I also love the idea of having a refresh button. I know you could just use your browser, but I can just see myself pressing that instead. And we're talking about data, so it makes me feel better that you can refresh it in real time. I don't know how accurate it's going to be in real time, but that'll be nice. So then the left-hand side is now a double menu, and you can click an item on the far left, and it looks like whatever you pick on the far left is going to affect what happens in the next menu over. So the only example we can see is for campaigns, and the options are overview, recommendations, loud and clear right at the top, Insights and reports, campaigns, assets, audiences, keywords, and content. Those are all one item together. So it's kind of like targeting clumped into one and then change history. So this is where I'm getting a bit more skeptical about this change. Like recommendations, of course, not going anywhere. And the use of the word assets. What is happening? You just said an extension is now an asset. I guess everything is now an asset. So there's no ads anymore. There's n- mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could expand assets yeah. and ads would be in there. But then it would just be assets and then 
It's going to be assets, 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 assets twice. It's assets to say assets, assets, assets. Why did they make that change? I don't know. I still don't understand. I think I, they're probably trying to get rid of extensions and make everything. Make them automated. You just don't mm-hmm. have to think anymore, and they'll just do it for you. That's the thought. But there's no ad, like there's no ads. It's a, you're an ad platform. I think the ads are going to be there when you expand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I but when this is a performance max campaign. Is it going to look different? I don't know. Well, then it's going to say asset groups. Mm-hmm. And asset groups are a totally different definition of performance max. Because yeah. it's not a group of assets. It's a group of... <laughs> I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> I can't. I, well, tables. That's gonna be, we're making a documentary right now. We're going to make a next documentary about the naming conventions of performance max and assets and extensions and do a deep dive. Good luck to all of us. <laughs> so the other options outside of campaigns... On that main left-hand menu are goals, so maybe that's where you'll set up your conversions, tools, billing, and admin. Cool. Yeah, I like all that. Um, There's also a fancy new create button, so where you've seen the blue plus sign in the account, now there's going to be this rainbow plus sign, and you can create campaigns and ad groups all from one place. Looks kind of fun. Will you turn off the rainbow on your Google Ads interface if you can? Um, no, I'll keep the rainbow there. Okay, it's fine for Google Ads to be addicting. Yeah. <laughs> Google said that they switched from Roboto to the Google branded Google Sans font and set a larger set it at a larger size to make things friendlier and improve readability. I'm not I, one of those font people. I didn't even notice. I just want it to be faster. Yeah. That's, faster. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what Eli Reyes tweeted, and I was going to call okay. out. They just said, I hope it loads faster. <laughs> Laughing face. Like, that's all I can ask for, and I'm sure it won't, so who cares? I, I look at this, and I just think it's gonna. you're going to have to click so much more. Like, where is even, like, a, like an ad schedule going to be in here? Setting. Oh, but that. But that would, it has to be in a campaign. Maybe campaigns. Mm. Yeah, you go I to guess. campaign, mm-hmm. and then you—that's another great thing. So underneath the campaigns main tab, there's a campaign sub tab. So you go to yeah. campaigns, campaigns again, two clicks to get to ad schedule. Mm-hmm. The, that main campaign section, I guess, is just like where you're doing your work, versus those other items were at the top menu before. But it's very but why, why do you have a campaigns tab within campaigns? Because no words have meaning anymore in Google Ads. <laughs> so again, we're going to have to see if you're part of this test, maybe send us more screenshots of what it looks like as you're jumping around in here. Jury's out. We'll see what happens. And then do we want to give the people bad news or do you want to just keep moving? Oh, no. What? Just looking at this, the thing that, that st- stands out to me is in that second nav is that audiences, keywords, and content are clumped. So you're worried it's going to be like a signal. I mean, it's everybody's like the keywords are going away. Keywords are yeah. going away. Mm-hmm. It, it's the start. It's the beginning of the end. And why doesn't it just say targeting? Because it might not really be targeting. Like it seems like a deliberate move away from ads and a deliberate move away from keywords. And then the other stuff, they're just hiding it somewhere. So. But didn't you read their official statement? It's to help us get more work done. So. Me clicking three times as much, getting your stupid platform that that is the slowest thing in the world to load more is not helping me do more work. I'm not going to complain until I have it. We'll see. More Google Ads conspiracy theory. Gil Gildner tweeted a PMAX conspiracy theory from his at Gil Gildner Twitter account this week. He said, what if the reason why Google doesn't like to show PMAX data is because of how they got it in the first place? What if conversions come from data scrape from private messages, Gmail, Chrome, et al.? I have reasons for this idea, dot, dot, dot. Then people kind of poked him for the reasons. And he said, I have some screenshots of alternate search engines who use Google data showing extremely specific niche Amazon SKUs for items mentioned on other devices within private messages the day before. I'm trying to find a way to replicate document and show exactly what I'm seeing. So I'm not sure if the two... If I see how the two thoughts connect, like if we saw like placement data, I don't know if that would necessarily tell us how they're targeting these people, but that's very interesting that he's seen that data. And 
And I, tr- I trust Gil. I don't know if I would be surprised if I found out that was true. And next up, we have some Pinterest news from social media today. Pinterest is testing a new Premier Spotlight ad unit, which would place a brand's promotion in the prominent top of screen real estate on the app search page. So the example they have here is for Kohl's, and there's a video of this person at Kohl's my mom would definitely buy. Premier Spotlight will give advertisers prime position for 24 hours with engaging video promotions that will be activated in stream. So it sounds a lot like that total takeover that we've seen on YouTube. There's no pricing details or targeting details in this article, which I'm assuming is it's showing to everyone and it's very, very expensive. Is your mom a big HSN fan like you? No, but she loves Kohl's and her Kohl's charge. She, I think an alarm goes off when she walks in. Like, <laughs> like we got her. She's back. Next here via tube filter, YouTube is getting rid of overlay ads. These only showed on desktop and they kind of looked like banners over the video you were watching. I feel like I always see these on desktop, but you're not going to see them anymore after April 6th. So see you never. Chris Boggs tweeted from at Boggles Twitter account. Liking the expanded suggestions when trying to ramp up the ad score for RSAs. Hiding the client-related stuff above, which was good. It's almost like having chat GPT inside the system. And then he winked at me. Hey, Chris. <laughs> so there's, it's kind of funny to read. It's huge range, huge range available. Browser inventory online, huge range of products. Like they don't have a ton of ideas. It's very AI generated. And then the next section is all about location. But I guess if you're looking for ideas, it could be good to check out. Yeah, I dig it. Google Ads also announced Performance Max for travel goals. These will have, quote, multiple formats that will automatically serve across Google channels and inventory, including Maps, Search, YouTube, and Hotel Ads. So the difference here is it's basically for hotels, and it's going to use this new hotel ad format that's coming later this year. Um, it says it tracks and shares campaign performance for each location separately, helping hotels figure out what's working. Advertisers can also view traffic by hotel property to better understand demand across different locations. I love that. That's very counter PMAX to give us more data. So that's exciting for hotel people. Google Ads also announced that in the coming months, GA4 Audience Builder will be integrated into Google Ads. This sounds awesome. And this is going to make it easier to create and apply audience from GA4 to Google Ads campaigns. And then as part of this, they're introducing new, quote, cross-product audience management. So if you're the GA4, or sorry, access management. So if you're the GA4 admin, you can give people different permissions in that associated Google Ads account from GA4. I love this. I can't wait to see how it rolls out and I hope they don't mess it up. Oh, that's it for paid. What's happening in organic? Surprise. <laughs> Ayo, Google I.O. is coming to Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California on May 10th. This is not the Google Marketing Live, but it is where Google talks about the different you know products and operating systems like Android, Wear OS, and personally, I will be watching diligently because I cannot wait to see what they get wrong with this one. All right. From TechCrunch, YouTube is relaxing its controversial profanity and monetization rules following creator backlash. The original policy was introduced back in November and it would flag any video that used profanity in the first 15 seconds of the video and make it ineligible for monetization, which meant that YouTube wouldn't run ads on such videos. This is awesome. We still can't run ads on videos because you watching right now on YouTube haven't subscribed yet, so please hit that button. The new relaxed rules won't revert the changes back to the platform's old policy, but YouTube's making changes that will allow creators to be eligible for limited ads if they use strong profanity within the first few seconds of a video. This is great. Seems like, Chuck, you can finally let loose. I know. So does this mean you'll be cursing more? All right, next up, Google has a new look and feel for the Google Trends portal. This update brings a new look, real-time trends on the homepage, and it's updated hourly with links directly to publishers' news articles. I dig it. If you are a search geek out there, please mark it on your calendars that the Google February 2023 product reviews update is officially over. 
This ended on the on March 7th and had started on February 21st. So if you're in the re- review space, it's like 14 days, fully complete. Woohoo. All right. The use, according to Search Engine Land, of AI for SEO and content will grow five times this year. This is according to Bright Edge Research. And 90% of organizations say they're prioritizing SEO in 2023 due to the compounding benefits. Related story, Bright Edge sells SEO tools. (laughs) (laughs) But... There's more coming in the Chatter GPT section here, and just read the article that Heather wrote last last week. You shouldn't be using AI for all of your content creation over on cypressnorth.com. All right, now on to everybody's favorite section and the bane of my life, Chatter GPT, the real intelligence about the artificial intelligence of Chat GPT, Llama and Bard, everybody's favorite section here. We only actually have one piece of news here because... We moved that one Bard article to the main news. So according to The Guardian, there is going to be more AI content that is being tested out there. So The Mirror and Express, a few UK rags. Is that what you say? Rags? That doesn't seem very kind. (laughs) The Mirror and Express, a couple of UK rags over there. They are running a successful AI test, and apparently it put a few journalists on edge, mainly because there was just 200 people that had their jobs let go, and that was in January, and now they're just spitting out AI content. I looked at the AI content that they referenced. Hot take, I don't think it's AI content, because this thing sourced images from different publications and unless you've got like a handshake deal that you can like train your AI on to look and find specific images, and then like this is from a completely different news publication. So did the AI then reach out to the whales online for this picture of the ducks or whatever they are? And is like, hey, whales online, can I use pictures of your ducks? So who's doing it I don't if they know. let everyone like, go though? Well, I'd imagine it can do some stuff, but like to say that this is all one big AI piece, A, it's written, it's written a little bit too good. Mm-hmm. I have a little AI detection monitoring tool in here, and it, it was not going off on this. And that's another thing. Like, If you let your AI just choose photos for you, it's going to choose trademark stuff and all that. Like, th- There's something fishy going on with it, but apparently those those couple of, couple of sites there are trying it out. So... Good luck to them. And when you cannot find them very well in search in about three months, you remember where you heard it here first. So that's it in organic. What's happening in social, Waddington? First up in social from Andrew Hutchinson on social media today. Twitter is planning to roll out the ability to have up to 10,000 characters in your tweets. So Currently, only Twitter blue subscribers can tweet up to 4,000 characters. That was released last month. Um, so keep an eye out and see if this feature actually rolls out. We uh, have it in the Marketing O'Clock account, but I feel like I don't want to use it. Like, I feel wrong. I was reading this tweet, and I, I, I caught myself, and I was still reading. I'm like, what is ha- where is the end of this tweet? And he just kept going. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't, a, this isn't an article. Mm-hmm. This isn't a tweet. Yeah. I need to be warned before I commit to opening a tweet yeah. that's 10,000 characters long. <laughs> Hot take, we need more. Give us more characters. But anyway, we also have more things to look forward to on Twitter, perhaps. Elon Musk tweeted that it's aiming to roll out ability to reply to individual DMs, use any reaction emoji and encryption later this month. So lots of lots of potentially new stuff coming. And more from Andrew Hutchinson on social media today. LinkedIn will be using AI to expand on its content with a new initiative called Collaborative Articles. So straight from LinkedIn, these articles begin as AI-powered conversation starters developed with our editorial team. Then, using LinkedIn's skills graph, we matched each article with relevant member experts who can contribute their lessons, anecdotes, and advice based on their professional experience. What's the point? 
I think it sounds like to increase engagement between people on LinkedIn. They should kick half the people off of LinkedIn to <laughs> get engagement up. There's 50% like obnoxious. Yeah. Who would you kick off? The obnoxious people or the people who don't do anything like me? Oh, the obnoxious people. Okay. You're fine. You don't, you're harmless. It's the people like, Greg, something amazing <laughs> coming your way. I'm not going to share this with too many people, but I've decided it's with you. We've got so many connections in Matt. It's like, no, I don't See, want this. I don't want what you're selling. Yeah. We need character limits on LinkedIn. Yes. yes. Write that down. <laughs> so in addition to these conversation starters, they will also be adding new community top voice badges in skill areas rele- related to the collaborative articles. So it will provide extra incentive for professionals to contribute their advice and experience. These badges will be valid for 60 days at a time with members required to keep contributing to keep the recognition. So They just make the whole thing AI talking to each other over there. <laughs> Sometimes it sounds like it from what people write. <laughs> and some news from Facebook, excuse me, Meta. Hashtags will <clears throat> no longer be available in groups on Facebook. So when they were added in 2019, Admins of groups could tag certain posts in different categories and theoretically make it easier to manage the topics that are being talked about in the groups, but they will be depreciated starting April 3rd when admins will no longer be able to add the topics to someone else's group post. And then from May 3rd, admins will no longer be able to download topics that they've added to other people's group posts. I'm really sad that we didn't use this in Trader Joe's Meal Ideas for Busy Moms. Yeah. Because half of it isn't meal ideas for busy moms. It's people posting like things, food that isn't good. Like you have a jar of anchovies and there's something weird in there. Like, yeah, it's anchovies. That's half of the group is just the people being like, oh, what is this white blob in my can of pasta sauce? It's like, that's not why I'm here. Yeah, well... Busy mom. I don't have time for your anchovy nonsense. I want a recipe and a recommendation. Well, they can't anymore because they're going away. And more from Twitter. Twitter is removing old Twitter live recordings as it continues to seek ways to cut costs. So likely as part of the renegotiated deal with AWS. So if you have old recordings, I think this is from Periscope, then go and download them if you want to keep them. I I don't do Twitter live. And Snapchat will enable users to restore Snap streaks. Coming straight from Snapchat, since 2016, Snapchatters have celebrated their friendships they nurture daily with Snap streaks, with pals near, near and far. But life gets busy. Camping oh trips God. and exams come up, and bad service or phone downtime means that sometimes you just need a data pause. A lost streak or a lost snap streak doesn't mean your friendship has gone cold. So starting today, we're making it easier to take a break with a new feature we're testing to let you reignite the spark and restore one streak for free this, with just one tap. What is the world coming to, okay? <laughs> this week, the bishop said we could all eat meat on St. Patrick's Day, even though it's a Friday. And now, snap streaks, you can just decide they're coming back. Yeah, so it looks like there will be a pop-up option to restore your streak for free one time. And then after that, you're going to pay 99 cents each time. There's you no consequences it. for anything. They're running out of money. Snap streaks are stupid to begin <laughs> with. And now you're going to not take the meaning away from them. This is sacred because I, in college, like early college, when people were still using like Snapchat and Snapstreaks, my friend cracked his phone. And he wasn't able to go to the Apple store that day, but he didn't send the streak out. So what do I get? An email. With his password and username. So I had to log in and send this list of people that he had that's, the snap Is streak. this your friend that's now your roommate? No, different oh, friend. Man. But I'm like, now that does, people will no longer go through the stress of needing to send that one Snapchat this every day. This is really like... This is groundbreaking, This needs actually. to go in a time capsule, <laughs> and we need to talk about this in 100 years. Wow. I don't know if I'm more upset that streaks are a thing in general or that we're allowing people to pay to bring them back. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And also important, TikTok now has introduced 
a series feature enabling creators to sell premium episodes. So they can choose their price and charge members to view potentially like longer, higher quality videos that they produce. And it kind of seems like it's going in the direction of Netflix and Amazon and how we're seeing subscription services. Oh, also note, this is only currently available to a limited number of creators. So from Nicole Farley on search engine land, Reddit, has announced it's testing a TikTok-like feature that separates their text and video content into separate feeds. So there was a screenshot that was included of the interface, and it kind of looks cool. At the upper left-hand corner, you see a drop-down, and you can select read or watch options. So it keeps your Reddit feed a little bit more organized. And then last for social news, Sam Gattel on TubeFilter.com reported that TikTok is now allowing users to restrict their videos to viewers over the age of 18. In October, the app revealed that live users over the age of 18 can be restricted. And it said limited to adults, but it looks like it will now be available on all TikTok videos. And that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. I don't know if this is hardly working. I just want to say I'm very suspicious of Microsoft Advertising's big bid estimates. I don't buy them. My bid will be set to 301, and then I download the bid estimates again the next day, and it says the top of page bid estimate is... 3010 like I'm just very suspicious about how this data is coming in and then so many bids the top of page bid estimate is $50 like it's like Mm -hmm. just a standard I don't know if it caps it at that I'm just very suspicious and I have things lower than that and like my campaigns are still performing well and like my impression share is high so I'm just saying suspicious that's all conspiracy theory Nicole? Um, Mine is Google. Um, No surprise there. But this week I was trying to find like an email to um, give to a client because they had some billing issue they needed to be resolved. And I get this email. I forgot I even like opened that chat that's like, oh, let's chat. Like it's a real person and they're going to help you. They're not. But I get this follow-up email after we already resolved the issue. And it says, The scope of support for Google Ads issues is limited from our side. Let me not leave any scope of guiding you the right way. I'd like to be respectful of your time and point you to the best resource to have your issue resolved. The Help Center is the same resource we'd use on our end. Well, no kidding, because it's not helpful. And you're not helpful. That's a problem. You're like Nick Offerman. You know more than them. Yes. I have a conspiracy theory that this is what they're using BARD for. I know. That's the Google Ad support. It it reads like it was AI. I I love the thought process that Google is employing warehouses of people to respond to phone calls. And they just look at the Google Help document and then respond back off of that. Unreal. They'd have better help calling one of us. Or Nick Offerman, honestly. Well, anybody would have better help calling one of us. And something working hard for me, I'm obviously like a little bit skeptical about new things that come out. Chat GPT, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it for, for like, I don't know, to perpetuity. There were, I always try to help people in Discord any way you can, basically. There was somebody who had an SEO question about their site. What would you do? And I'm just like, you know what? I don't have time to come up with like ideas for you. I went to chat GPT. I'm like, what are questions people are asking about this specific, very strange overseas website that I would have never, it's like diamond exchange, something like that. I'm like, here, what are people asking about it? And it rattled off like 20 questions for the people are asking about this specific thing, especially like login, how does it start? How much you have to do? And probably like 15 of them could have been an article that could help this person. So use ChatGPT if you're looking for ideas. Do not use ChatGPT to write your content. Yeah. But you can check it out in the SEO channel over on Discord if you want to see that example. We like to try it for puns for episode titles. You do? Mm -hmm. I've never actually used it, but I try every week. Okay. Yeah, I do too. Community.marketingclock.com. 
Discord.com, free Discord for you. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. All right. This week's cool tool, whether you're trying to streamline your workflow, optimize your social media presence, or simply seeking inspiration for your next project, there's an AI for that.com has you covered. With its user-friendly interface and powerful AI capabilities, this website is truly a cool tool that can help you achieve your goals more efficiently and effectively. So why wait? Give there's an AI for that.com a try and see for yourself how it can transform the way you work and live. Thanks, ChatGPT. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from the one, the only, Glenn Gabe over at G Squared Interactive, gsqi.com. And Glenn has an article talking all about Google Explorer. It's called... Google Explorer, the sneaky mobile content feed that's displacing rankings in mobile search and could be eating clicks and impressions. So Glenn has a slew of imagery and examples of when Explorer shows up, a bunch of GIFs in there, a couple of GIFs too, and talks about what Google Explorer actually is when it was launched, which was technically in 2022, but official in September 2022 when Google Explorer is surfaced, how it's a few scrolls away, and really what it could be doing to some of your rankings, especially on mobile. So if you are performing better on desktop, you need to really look at, and mobile is is underperforming, you need to check it out over on mobile as well. It's a phenomenal article, and like always, it, well, he also tries to break down tracking. And I think the answer was like, good luck. <laughs> but I don't want to ruin the article. But as always, Glenn is leading the way on you know, innovation and, and what really matters out here for everybody in the service. So thank you, Glenn. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Greg, what will you be adding to the playlist this week? So I, this month I'm picking songs I think Shep would like to work to. Did you like the last one? Yeah, but I mean that wasn't, it was a Taylor Swift song. Okay, so this is a Mike Posner song. Okay. Howlin', Howl at the Moon. I think you sent, sent it to it me. To I'll, I'll give it another listen. Okay. I will be, be picking End of Time by Beyonce. And my song this week is You're the One by Kay Trinata. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we cover. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. Today, we are bringing back the drafts. No, this is St. Patrick's Day celebration month continued. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, it's draft. We will be drafting green foods. Yes, in honor of St. Patrick's Day like we had last week. Well received last week i don't there's no way that that is true did you hear from one person <laughs> yes andy your office mate and he said it was good <laughs> he liked it okay i didn't think he listened back to your tobacco in the beginning or not tobacco product there's absolutely no tobacco okay. it's just nicotine well greg since you are so excited about this draft we're gonna let you pick first this is amazing okay i get the first pick i am gonna go with the thing i would be the most heartbroken over if i lost this green food for the rest of my life, an avocado. That's a, that's a good pick. Good fat. Mm-hmm. I need guacamole in my life. I use avocado oil all the time. I'm picking avocados. No arguments. I think that was mm-hmm. the most logical first pick. Um, I will be going first or second because I make the rules and I can count. <laughs> and I will be selecting the green drink from Panera. If you know, you know. Oh, green goddess smoothie. Or no, not, it's the not the smoothie. No, that's the dressing. It's 
It's just a like a tea from the oh the yeah. fountain beverage machine, and it's so good. Is that the one they were saying has like a lot of caffeine, and people didn't realize? Oh no, how much caffeine it had? Probably. And sugar. I'm better off not knowing. It definitely has a lot of sugar. It's very sweet. It's delicious. Get if you know, you know. List. The green drink from Panera. Okay, Nicole, what are you picking? Um, I'm picking arugula. Wow. It's my Those favorite two type picks of lettuce. Came out of left field. I could have guessed all day long, and I would have never guessed that those would be in the first round picks. Arugula is fine, but it goes bad so fast in your fridge. And then I'm just throwing arugula away every time I buy it. It's peppery. It's a little spicy. It is good. It's a fun shape. I feel like it needs to be mixed with something else, too. You can't just have an arugula salad straight up. Mm. Whatever. This is a hard (laughs) draft because everything's healthy besides the green green drink from Panera. Okay, Tables, what is your first pick? I'm going to go with pesto because it's amazing on anything you put it on. What makes pesto green? Parsley? Basil. Basil, Basil, I think. With pine nuts and olive oil. Gives you terrible breath. And sometimes there's cheese in it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. All right, Tables. This is Serpentine Draft, so you're up again. Okay. I'm going to go with pistachios, too. Damn it. That was mine. Oh. It's really good. It's it's awesome when you're hanging out watching a game or just TV. You want like a healthy snack, oh. not potato chips. Do you like pistachio-flavored things like ice cream? <clears throat> you know what? I like recently started liking pistachio ice cream. I never like tried it before. I was always like, oh, that's probably gross. And then once I tried it, it was actually pretty good. Great. The best green ice cream you can have, in my opinion. Mint's pretty good. Mint Debatable. chip. Disgusting. Pistachio and ice cream's for old people. Pistachios at least are green. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to give anything else away. All right. Nicole. Nicole. Um, I'm going to pick the green colored extra gum. I think oh. the flavor is like spearmint. spearmint. Yeah. I, th- I have extra spearmint. Yeah. That was a creative choice. I don't know if it's food. Yeah, it's it's on my That's list. It's five calories. <laughs> the fact that you even know that. Okay. Is that only if you swallow it? Oh. I don't no, know. it counts. You, okay. you can just chew your food. You don't have, we didn't say it's, it's food you have to eat. Okay, you can okay. just be chewables. Sorry. <laughs> my next selection will be edamame. Mm. I get a similar like enjoyment out of it as I am when I'm eating popcorn. Like It's just more about the experience than what it tastes like. And I love it. So, and it's it's not bad for you, right? Whatever. Has it's a, a lot of protein healthy in it. snack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like fresh, steamed, or steamed. roasted? Steamed. Roasted. Oh, yeah. You can have like edamame chips. I make mine in the microwave from a bag from Trader Joe's. Greg, what are you picking? Okay. I am very excited for my draft so far. I am going to go with something I can't imagine without, without having in life again. These are like two staples. So... Pickles mm-hmm. and jalapenos. I can't live without a jalapeno. Jalapenos, pickles. Imagine trying to eat a burger without a pickle. There, I like like spicy food, and I don't like jalapenos. There's just something. Take it back. I think it's Take it back the right pickledness now. of it because I don't like pickles, and they're always in like vinegar and on a warm countertop for like all this time. It's gross to me. You don't like pickles, like a pickle spear? No, you didn't know this about me. You need to come to lunch more. I have meetings. (laughs) Okay, I can't believe this is still on the list. I will be taking broccoli. Steamed, delicious treat. Solid. Can't go wrong. Nicole, what's your next one? Celery. I don't like celery. It's nature's floss. (laughs) (laughs) You can dip it in a lot of things. Yeah, that's boring. Tables? Do you have two and then you're done, right? Okay. Uh, So the first one is kiwi. Okay, it's nice just pick. a wild card fruit that's nice super good. Pick. And I think I'm going to go with the green apple. Nah. That was off the cuff. No way. Nobody's Granny Smith's? I, I love Granny Smith's. You've been to a store and you've seen a red apple and a green apple and you picked the green apple? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, let's, Granny Smith. Let's cut that. I'm going to redo it. <laughs> you can't no, you do can't. that, Dable. We have it on tape. Only the editor cut that. gets that kind of power. No, no. You picked a green yeah. apple. That's what it is. It's I a want green, green grapes. No, you have apples. Okay. Now right. you just gave no. everyone else yeah. an idea. Jeez. It's ridiculous. Nicole, your last selection. Seaweed. 
No way. <laughs> You've never had like the seaweed chips? It's okay. I, I, I love the seaweed chips. Especially They're so the ones addicting. with the wasabi on there. Mm-hmm. Double green. Love it. It's okay. Um. Okay, my have I really already done three? My final pick will be asparagus. Delicious. That's a bit of a reach. What? There's a lot. There's asparagus a lot more out some there. Some olive oil, salt, and pepper in your oven. Yeah. So good. Okay, my last one is gonna be. It. It. it I'm, you're gonna give me some some crap for it because it's like two different colors of green, but I'm gonna go with watermelon. The outside is green, I guess. That's a bit yeah. of a stretch. Watermelon. I think instead of asparagus, you should have Brussels sprouts. I do like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, sprouts trump asparagus. They're like stinkier in your house. You only have to worry about asparagus when you're in the bathroom. <laughs> stinkier in the toilet. <laughs> okay, everybody run through your list. Greg. Avocados, jalapenos, pickles, and watermelon. And I have the winning list consisting of the green drink from Panera, asparagus, broccoli, and edamame. I have arugula, extra spearmint flavored gum, celery, and seaweed. (laughs) Tables. I had pesto, kiwi, pistachios, and I got stuck with green apples. Okay, eat your greens, vote for me, and we'll see you next week.